show number 119 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. Okay. Okay, children, Trekkie Claus is pissed off. He's, he's like chewing his beard. He's so mad. You have not done any of your homework. And children who are not good don't get any Christmas presents. That's right. Nobody has sent in a caption for the Carol Marcus comic. Mm -hmm. And nobody has responded about whether or not they would be interested in doing a look at his butt weekend, possibly over Shatmoy. Mm -hmm. Scold, scold, scold. <clears throat> I, I think um, we could very well stop this podcast right now as punishment, <laughs> but I don't think we will. I think because we'll that would going. punish us. That would punish us as well, so we probably should just keep going with it. But, yeah, get on the stick, people. We yeah. Need, we need to hear from you. We need to, We yeah, we need responses on these things. We we're, we got plans. And we depend on you so much for the content of this show yeah. that we, we need to have more stuff. So please do those two things. The captions for the Carol Marcus picture, which is on the blog. It's very mm -hmm. easy to find. And let us know if you would come for a Shatmoy celebration. Yes. Because we would like to do it. And even if nobody comes, maybe we'll just do it anyway. Yeah. And screw them. Because you and I are a party all by ourselves anyhow. <laughs> Always. Always. Um, but you have, I will get to give credit, you have been very good about sending us stuff, links. Yes. Um, articles, videos, all kinds of things. M many of which we're going to talk about right now. <laughs> yes, because if you are good and do your homework... These are some of the things you could put on your list when you write to Trekkie Claus mm -hmm. and when he beams down your chimney. Mm -hmm. These are things you might want to get. Yeah, because otherwise, in your stocking, you know, in the future, mm -hmm. um, you don't get uh, coal in your stocking. You get burnout dilithium crystals? No, you get, um, I think you get blackened uh, Lamaya poop in your stocking. Ooh! Which is pretty nasty. That, yeah. yeah. Ooh, that is nasty. <laughs> Okay, so. So, let's talk about this Christmas shopping. Okay, Christmas shopping. What do we got? And um, this is stuff you can all do online. Oh, love it. Love the online shopping. First online. Here, I'm going to read you the description before I show it to Lena even. Okay. Our love for science fiction is so vivid and soars so far into space, regular art just won't convey it. To display our favorite science fiction characters and creatures properly, you need something special. You need... The Black Velvet Painting. Behold. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Wow, you can see his scalp. I know. <laughs> so it's a black velvet painting of William Shatner. Kirk. Captain Kirk. And it's from um, a very famous publicity photo that was taken right at the beginning of the series. Where he's sucking his cheekbones. He's sucking his cheekbones in. And um, if you saw this, you would go, oh, yeah, I know that picture. Yeah. But it's weird. It looks like him, and yet in some ways it doesn't look like him. In some ways it looks a lot more like um, a Mort Drucker Mad Magazine parody of William Shatner than an actual yeah. portrayal of William Shatner. And you know who else it kind of looks like? Matt Damon? <laughs> a little bit. Oh, I have to tell you something about Matt Damon. But um, it kind of looks in some ways like some of the early publicity shots of Frank Sinatra. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's the lips. Yeah. It's the mouth. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. And it looks like he's got like a ton of bro cream in his hair. It does. I mean, you could, you know, count the stripes. So, <laughs> so, but. And it's black velvet, huh? It's black velvet. Wow. Look, there's an Enterprise. Oh. 
There's also a unicorn, but I don't know what that has to do And there's a Yoda, too. Yeah. But speaking of Matt Damon, <laughs> it has finally been cleared up. All that talk about he was offered the role of Kirk. Yeah. He was offered the role, or th w was talking to them about doing the role of George Kirk. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could have worked. Yeah, could've but worked. I, I think it was a good idea to, to go with someone not as well-known yeah. as, as, mm -hmm. uh, as Matt Damon. Like I maybe agree. they could have gotten Ben Affleck. Yeah. Does it say how much that costs? Um, it says IO9. This is where we found this little gem. Yeah, IO9. We come from the future. Let's see. You know, because I'd like to know if that's you know a twenty nine ninety nine picture or um, a three hundred dollar picture. Huh. It doesn't say, huh? Oh, from mm. the Velvet Store. Here, here's the link. Okay. Let's see if we. Can it's from a place that's called the Velvet Store. That's a little scary. Okay. How much? Eighty nine ninety five. Oh, that's pretty Suggested good. retail one twenty nine. <laughs> so you could buy it wholesale. Yeah. Wow. Oh, they're out of stock of the eighteen by twenty four. Wow. And you could get a plush frame. Imagine a, soft a furry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Nice. So there you go. Trekkie claws. You might want those. Okay. Here's something. I don't know. You all, some of these almost make me think, okay, it's time to stop making Trek crap. <laughs> but then they always top themselves. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. What do we got? This next one is from Hamaker Schlemmer. Oh, I love Hamaker Schlemmer. Hamaker Schlemmer. And, and does it start with the word the? The, yes. Yeah, it always starts with the word the. 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 Animated. Animated. Musical. <laughs> Starship. <laughs> Enterprise. Lamp. Period. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> it's 99.95. Oh it's god. more than the Can painting. Can you please read the description? Yes. This <laughs> is the lamp that plays the iconic Star Trek theme song, including the entirety of the famous prologue Space dot dot dot, The Final Frontier dot dot dot, spoken by William Shatner, of course. As the music plays, an 8-inch die-cast replica of the Starship Enterprise rotates on the, the base of the lamp. They do like that word, the. The Starship Enterprise has authentic details like Bussard intake collectors, like real ones, like they work, and a sensor array platform that are illuminated by four color-changing LEDs. Ooh, oh, Mr. Light. Scott's impressed. The shade has an image of the NCC-1701 flying at warp speed through the final frontier, which apparently is your lamp. Um, a button on the base turns the music and rotating Starship Enterprise oh. on and off. Well, that's a good idea because if you wanted to use this as a lamp and you had to listen to the music all the time, that would suck. Yeah, and... Um, it requires a 60-watt light bulb, plugs into AC. AC. Oh. It's 16 and a half inches high by 10 inches in diameter. <laughs> the the diameter. That's pretty ugly. Um, but you know what? They made a mistake, I think. Okay. It look, okay, first of all, <laughs> it looks like a box kite. It does. Okay, now what's your mistake? Okay, here's, here's what I think, okay. Um, for people who haven't clicked through on the blog to see what it looks like, what they said, it's a good description of it. So it's a base, a big mm -hmm. round base with a little pedestal right in the middle and there's the Enterprise on it. So all it does is rotate like a um, a ballerina in a jewelry box. Right? right, right. What they should have had was the Enterprise 
<laughs> a sticking up on a little thing that actually went around oh! like a ride at, a, at a, an amusement yes, park. See, yes. that would have been so much better. And especially if it went, you know, up yeah, and down up and like down. carousel horses. Exactly. That's what <gasps> it should have done. That's what they need next year. Oh, my God. What we a should've... piece of crap. It's a carousel, but it's all the different enterprises going around <laughs> up and down. That would be good. Oh, man. I want to ride the first enterprise. <laughs> Here's what made this really crappy. Uh-uh. Crappier than, than just what you see here. On the day this was posted to Trek Today, mm-hmm. the article that was posted right before it on the same day was that Star Trek XI had just won some huge, prestigious uh, science fiction film award. Really? And then you can go buy the land. <laughs> So, Can I just say that I don't think there are any prestigious science fiction this film was, awards? Well, there was some sort of prestigious oh, okay. something or other. Bringing the dead back to life. The Lazarus Award. Uh-huh. You know? okay. okay. So, uh, Trekkie Claus might want to go over to Hammaker Schlammaker. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. I like that. Okay. Now. Now. For your Trek wardrobe. This is on eBay. Star Trek Enterprise, one of a kind, solid gold belt buckle. Wow, solid gold. You can buy it now. You don't even have to bid. How much? $6,500. Holy crap. And speaking of holy crap, take a look at this piece of crap. That is one of the ugliest pieces of crap made out of gold I've ever seen. You know, rodeo cowboys who have won really huge tacky Metals would mm-hmm. not wear this. No, no, not at all. Now, uh, I'm noticing that um, the time left in the auction is three days and there are zero bids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the bidding starts at $3,800. Right. Now, let's see what it says about description. Oh, yeah. Let's see like, where did this come from? Oh, oh it's, it's all, all it's caps. caps. I love all caps. This is more rare than Spock's ears. <laughs> okay. There is only one of these. In 1982, I had a pot metal version of this buckle. And I don't know what pot metal is. It's just cheap metal. Cheap, okay. And the thought struck me that it would sure look good in gold. Okay. (laughs) On a big chain. Um, Since my wife worked for Whaling Jewelry at the time, I had access to the finest goldsmiths in the business. Okay. I found one that was a Star Trek fan, and she jumped at the chance to create this beautiful belt buckle. We shipped the wax investments and raw gold parts back and forth a couple of dozen times until the finished item shown here was produced. I took pics outside to try to get better light to show the relief and the gems. Oh, my God. Gems. It has gems. There are four diamonds, two rubies, one sapphire, one emerald, and a partridge in a pear tree. (laughs) The pic shows light from all angles and directions. Each one gives a different look including the backlighted view that shows light through the gems. There are two views of the back. This is a solid casting from 14 karat gold and weighs 3 ounces. The original sales slip and appraisal will go with the buckle. The 1982 price of nearly 4300 today, allowing mm-hmm. for inflation, would be a staggering amount. I don't even want to guess. Wow, that's about, I mean, 3 ounces of gold, if it's real gold, is, mm-hmm. is about $3,800. Yeah. yeah. Christmas is just around the corner. Yes. Don't forget that friend that has everything, or better yet, buy it for yourself just to show off. Wow. Wow. That is pretty amazing, I have to say. <laughs> Want to look at some of the other pictures? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm trying to see the gems. I can't quite see where well, the, the gems are. Well, that's why I said the Oh, oh there yeah. you can kind of see. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, let's see, enlarge. Whoa. Whoa. The gems are sort of part of the star field, I think, uh -huh. in back of the Enterprise. Yeah. That is pretty tacky, I have to say. Yeah. Well, you know what i got to say? When, when we found out it had all these gems, my mother has a big honking round piece of jewelry on a chain that mm -hmm. one of her husbands gave her. Mm -hmm. And it was like a family heirloom of his. And it's just, it's so ugly. And we've all agreed, and she's agreed, that it's ugly. It's just a whole bunch of very expensive gems clunked together. Mm. Well, she wore it out to lunch once to a very nice restaurant with my smart-ass sister. Mm -hmm. And uh, when the waiter took their order, he was, like, staring at it. And then he, you know, walked away. And, and my mom said, the waiter was staring at my necklace. And my smart-ass sister said, yeah, he's wondering if you want it for swimming or diving. <laughs> That. It does. Um, you know, the thing of it is, it's so ugly. I can't imagine anybody would think that it was real gold. Mm -hmm. It looks like the kind of thing you'd get out of a gumball machine. It does. It really does. Now, does it actually say something? Along that's the what side? I was trying to figure out because there's like a T A, a, and over here, that's almost an S H. It looks like it says shit, actually. Yeah. This oh, is shit. It says starship. Oh, you're smart. That's why I thought it was shit. Yeah. It's actually ship with a P. Yeah, here's the R. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's ugly. Okay, so if you have way too much money this year. <laughs> you should go and do that. You should definitely get that. Okay, next we have two more things. So we're getting, you know, wide range of, of prices, mm -hmm. tastes. Mm -hmm. um, again, for your wardrobe. Boldly wear the exclusive Star Trek embroidered leather jacket to discover out-of-the-world style. <laughs> Star um, Trek leather jacket. Features bold embroidered imagery on the front and back. So here, I'm going to get the bigger picture so you can really see this. Wow. Oh, it's a, it's a leather flight jacket that says Star Trek on the sleeve and on the The bigger back. picture is no bigger. No. <laughs> and then it has a little insignia on the front. Yes. Wow. Yes. Ooh. So the description. Whether you travel where no one has gone before or down a well-trodden path, if you're ready for the final frontier of adventure, look no further. This exclusive Star Trek embroidered leather jacket lets you boldly discover new worlds of comfort. <laughs> <laughs> now it sounds like a sex toy. <laughs> yeah. In a, in a stylish tribute, uh, to a science fiction legacy, slip inside this impressive Star Trek apparel for men. Available exclusively from the Bradford Exchange. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. We're hitting all these quality places. Today. I Oliver know. Schlemmer, Bradford Exchange. Yeah. Is there something from the Franklin Mint in here? Well. That would pretty much round it out. Oh, wait. Now, you know, this, gets, this gets even better. Um, let's see. As a stellar, stellar. <laughs> finishing uh -huh. touch, Starfleet. <laughs> Sorry. Starfleet insignia zipper pulls mark the two front pockets and zippered front of this handsome men's black leather jacket. Set a course for timeless style in this Star Trek embroidered apparel. It would be highly illogical oh, to God. pass up. Oh, my God. Yep. And how much is this little item? It's coveted. <laughs> okay. How much does it cost? $199, or four easy installments of $49.75. How many quatloos is that? It doesn't <laughs> they say. Don't does it? give us oh, that. Man. Shipping and handling is $14.99. <laughs> so, it'll go perfect with your belt buckle. Of course. And if you're going to blow 
six or seven thousand dollars on the belt buckle. What's another two hundred on a leather jacket? On the jacket. Yeah. yeah. It's too. You know, I'm I'm disappointed that they're not showing the lining because really it needs to have a lining that matches, made out of silk. It needs to mm -hmm. have like a star field, or you know, it, you know what it needs to look like in the lining. Remember those sheets. <laughs> The pillowcase where Spock has a yes. sponge? Yes. That's what you want, Lining. Yes. What, what? No, that's the jacket. You should have a shirt made of that, you know, with the cowboy cut. Yeah, yeah. And so you could wear your big gold buckle. Well, whatever. I think the lining for this needs to match. Maybe it's polka dots. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And, and, and you need your um, capri pants or whatever they are with your big black boots. That's right. Good. Oh, so it's kind of like Starfleet gang colors yeah. or something. Okay, our final number. This is just a touch of homey sweetness. It's brought to you, and this is going to give it all away, by Geeky Cookies. Oh, Geeky Cookies. And here's what you can get. Want to show you graduated Starfleet Academy? You might be able to pull it off with these noms. But you should probably just eat them. Oh, look, they're so cute. They're little Starfleet insignias that are cookies. And they're called Away Team Deployed. <laughs> and then <clears throat> you can get little shirt, shirt. cookies, Aww. which I really love, except the red one, you'll probably die if you eat the yeah. red shirt cookie. And it's called the Set to Stun Set. I yeah. like that. From the original series, we've got the Kirk, Spock, and that poor, unfortunate red shirt. <laughs> we just might pack more of the red ones <clears throat> in since they tend to uh, disappear quicker than those of the other colors. Those are very cute. Aren't they? Now that those are only $20 for a dozen. I think so for $40 good. you could get away team cookies and yeah. shirt cookies. I like those. Those I would actually do that. Does it say what flavor they are? Mm, let's just, see. I'm, I'm sure they're just sort of, you know, like shortbready or butter cookie or something. Oh, wait, what's this? Sugar. Oh, if you get two dozen it's called all hands on deck. Oh, what's the other one called? Come! <laughs> <clears throat> uh, let's see what it tells us about geeky cookies. Because I'd just like to know. You know what they're probably made with? Um, first grade paste. <laughs> Welcome to our tasty collection. Uh, they're baked fresh. Yeah. New recipes. It doesn't say what they're made of. I know. Oh, I'd like to know that. I would too. Huh. Well, they're probably just some... some non-flavored cookie flavor. Probably, you know, like a, a sugar cookie with, uh, you know, frosting on yeah. it. Well, those are pretty cool. So. I like those. Trekkies, your Christmas shopping is done. Yeah. One-stop shopping at our blog. And we don't even get kickbacks. We've never no. signed up for those things. But um, Yeah, if somebody wants to uh, send us some of those cookies, mm -hmm. we always welcome oh, cookies. cookies are good. Yeah. Cookies are very good. Um, to round out this little section. Oh, you've got um, some crap too. Uh, it's it's kind of it's yeah, it is kind of crap. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a giveaway. It's a contest. So <gasps> I encourage people to enter it. I've entered it already. And this is from our friends at um, Trek Core. Okay. Now, Trek Core is the site where they do um, a bazillion screen caps of everything. Yes. Very high quality. And they also post um, rare images. So we found a lot of really good pictures from early early Trek there, and other pictures of Bill that that we like a lot. So what they're doing is. They're having a contest which runs until December 12th, so you've still got time to do this. Um, I'll just read what it says. Trekcore has two Star Trek box sets to give away. One is the original motion picture collection, seven discs, and the other is the next generation motion picture collection, five discs. 
pretty good. Yeah. Um, to enter it, so um, this is what you do. If you want the original motion picture collection, you go to TrekCore, find an image of your favorite TOS character, and copy and paste the image URL into an email message to the people at TrekCore. If you want to win the next generation thing, you do the same thing. You find an image mm -hmm. at TrekCore of your favorite TNG character, copy and paste the image URL into an email to them. You may submit only one entry for a box set. Um, and they're going to take all of the entries and just randomly put them into a hat and then pull one out. Who's going to win this? So, of course, the picture I entered was the most beautiful picture of James T. Kirk that I could find. The mirror, Miriam? No, no. It was an early publicity shot. It was oh. one of those publicity shots. Yeah. <laughs> it was a color one where he kind of had that smirky, sexy grin on his face. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. So, anyway... Um, Everybody should run out there and enter this contest because that's a pretty good prize. When does the contest end? December 12th. Ooh. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. We better get this show up. Yeah, we will. <laughs> the show's going to go up this weekend because it has been a while. Yes, it has. Well, yeah. we've been very, very, very busy. We've been busy and I was sick and like that. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, I just thought that was a great contest and I wanted to share that with people. Yeah. It's a good prize. Well, I think we should take a break. Yeah, Eat these fucking pears. These fucking pears that are sitting here looking all glazy and everything. And um, and then our Christmas festivities will continue. Yes. So um, go and have some pears yourself yes. or something pear-like. And, and we'll be back with more in a minute. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Have you looked at his butt lately? Drop us a line. Email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com. Comments to lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. This podcast recorded on a MacBook Pro with Audacity and GarageBand. This is TSFPN.com, the sci-fi podcast network. you found the best podcasts in the universe. So let's move on to uh, something else that came to us via email from our friend Jen. Mm -hmm. She sent email saying, I found a little gem this week where the reviewer reposted his review of Star Trek XI. I guess it has been recently released on DVD, not that I really care. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true Trekkie. Um, let's see. Uh, she says, I don't think I plan to buy it for me or anyone else. Watching it once was enough. Still, I enjoyed this person's title for this review, which was Star Trek 2009, Still Odorous After All These Months. <laughs> it sounds so stuck up and refined. It says to me, look, everyone, I can use the word odorous in a sentence. <laughs> so um, then Jen says, seriously, though, the dude, oh, sorry, it's a lady, calls herself a Trekkie, not Trekker. It's like a moment out of Trekkies. I could imagine her screaming, it's a disaster, and trying to get the theater closed down for showing it. <laughs> so she put in a link, and um, I wanted to just read a few things from it, because it is, in fact, really, really, really funny. So let me pull it up here. Of course, it's just taking me a minute. Yes, this is posted, um, the blog at seattlepi.com, and these are reader blogs. This is just some person, this isn't a okay. professional reviewer. So, yes, it is, in fact, called Star Trek 2009, Still Odorous After All These Months. <laughs> okay. Um, 
So this person, I guess it's a woman, spells, yes, Janice Dodero. Hi, Janice. Um, spends the first couple paragraphs talking about how she used to watch it all the time and repeats, blah, blah, blah. Um, Those are known as credentials. Yeah, I quickly became an expert in Star Trek. This is why I was so disturbed by the outright effrontery shown to us Trekkies, not Trekkers, by the ridiculous concoction brewed up by J.J. Abrams and company. In trying to pawn itself off as a new look at some old friends, this film misses the mark by light years. As far as I'm concerned, it's time to get the shovel for this corpse. I am surprised that given the thought and care that went into the sets, cinematography, and staging, the same de dedication was not given to research. Goodness knows that there certainly is enough written about this series, as well as the original episodes, all available on DVD, to provide information on even the smallest of historical details. Okay, historical. Yeah, I know. Okay. It gets better. Given all that, how was it that so many mistakes were made in the simple mythology of this universe? How could they have gotten it so wrong? Wasn't anyone doing any simple fact-checking? <laughs> Watch out, here come the spoilers. And the word spoilers is in quotes. Oh, boy. Luckily, I've already seen the movie. Okay. I'm not going to read them all, but I'll read a few. Number one, James T. Kirk was born in Iowa on March 22nd, 2233, not in space as shown at the start of the movie. In this film, Kirk's father dies at the same time his son is being born. Everyone knows that his father was present when Jim was given command of his first interplanetary craft. Wait, I want to know how everyone knows that, because I don't remember that from any canon. How could she have gotten this historical fact wrong? Number four, what's the deal with the Spock-Uhura romance? When did Spock ever give the lieutenant a second look? Give me a break. It's like in episode two or three. <laughs> Number five, speaking about Spock... Not speaking of him, no, speaking, no, about, speaking him. about him. How did we end up with two of them? Come on, guys, stick with either the young Spock or the old one. It's your choice, I don't care, and let the other one slide. Number six, the planet Vulcan is destroyed. Who was smoking what when that little bit of storyline detail was added? Um, it goes on. Right. Um, I suppose I could go on and on, but the effort is so demoralizing, it threatens my very sanity. Demoralizing. Yes. Wow. I guess my only option is to build a time machine to take me back to 1966 and the Star Trek that I know and love. Okay, I think her sanity is more than just threatened. It has left on that time machine. So, here's the best thing. Okay. The very first comment says, Wow, talk about missing the main plot point. The reason those facts don't mesh is because it's an alternate timeline. <laughs> Did you even pay attention? They specifically mentioned it in the movie. <laughs> Second comment, are you embarrassed about this review yet? <laughs> the whole time travel change thing went right over your head, didn't it? Yep. Oh my, someone fell asleep during the movie, is completely clueless, and then goes off and writes a review. Wow. <laughs> And I just and so all of the comments mm -hmm. are like this. Well, does anybody say this is a disaster? Let me see. Because that is sort of like a rallying cry. Oh. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm looking. I'm looking. Um, I'm looking. Let's see. Oh, well. I don't see disaster here. Mm -hmm. um, my comment, what the heck were you smoking when Spock told Kirk about the black hole? <laughs> <laughs>
it's it's we're, I'm going to link to it because yes. it is such a this is a disaster thing, and then the comments are really good because they're yes. all along the lines of you are so fucking clueless. So, <laughs> that was good. So I like that. I and, you know, that good. is one of the one of the horrible and wonderful things about the internet. Yeah, is when you make a fool of yourself, mm -hmm. you don't have the ability to go well at least it was only in front of my three friends that's right and you can get and if you see someone making a fool of themselves in a way that just is uproarious or offensive or something you could slap them down very directly that's right so it is horrible and it is wonderful it is if you make a fool of yourself on the internet people will be there to point it out so mm -hmm. this is live good. by the net die by the net exactly now, I'd like to just move quickly to another thing concerning the movie. Yes, I was going to ask you, too. Now, um, this was, uh, someone sent us this link, and I'm totally blanking on who it was. I can't remember. Who. I can't remember either. person who sent us the link, thank you, it's great. It's fabulous. And this is to the Drunken Trekkies blog, which is quite good. It's drunkentrekkies.wordpress.com. And they wrote, uh, they rewrote the deleted Kirk scene because you had mentioned on the blog that you can read the, what goes on in the mm -hmm. deleted Kirk scene. It's horrible. I'm like, it, it's it's so horrible. Good. And I, I know a couple people, I think, on our blog and people in other places have all said, wow, that's so slashy and fanficy. And yeah. I'm really glad they didn't film it. Yeah. So I will not read the whole thing, but I will read a couple small things from it. It's really, really, it's really funny. So alternate scene B, this is the scene where young Spock and old Spock are talking about stuff mm -hmm. at the very end. So um, here's Spock Prime's speech. He says, um, then I ask that you do yourself a favor, put away logic and do what feels right. Shag Uhura like the rabid Klingon targ she is. <laughs> you go, boy. Stage direction. And from around his neck, he removes a giant gold watch pendant that ticks backwards, <laughs> places it on the table besides his younger self. The feeling in his eyes should look profound. <laughs> the feeling in his eyes yeah. should look profound. Spock keeps talking. Yo, this was a gift to me. You want it? You can have it. Sell it if you need to get some juice, if you know what I mean. <laughs> if it's good stuff, get me some too. <laughs> and he moves to the door, stops, offers the one-fingered Vulcan salute. <laughs> And then he opens it up. Um, and Spock, as he's leaving, Spock Prime says, keep it real, motherfucker. <laughs> Stage direction. Their eyes hold. Spock turns, disappearing into the corridor. Young, douchey Spock <laughs> stares into the empty doorway a beat, his mind a jumble of thoughts, looks to the pendant and realizes it's a fucking holo emitter. <laughs> After considering a beat, he hits an activation button and a moving holographic message materializes before him. Captain James T. Kirk. The real one. <laughs> and then the little Kirk hologram starts talking. He starts singing happy birthday to me. Oh, just chill. I know. That. It just oh, creeps me out. And Kirk says, I know, I know. It's stupid to pay me to do a cameo when I cost as much as the rest of the movie. <laughs> but seriously, since you're also tapping them for a nice piece of change, they'll probably save me for the next movie to get more bang for their bucks. Don't worry. I've got Boston legal residuals, and I still command top dollar at conventions. More than you, old friend. Dig, dig, dig. And it just goes on like that. It's so, so, so funny. Well, and I really do love that all of the new characters are called. <laughs> There's a list douchey. of young douchey Kirk, young douchey Spock, young douchey Uhura, and Scotty. Oh, Scotty's like okay, oh apparently. God. But I think this is great because, you know, we've got Spock and Spock Prime, and that's just so stupid. So I would much rather they were young douchey Spock. And really old wrinkly Spock. Mm -hmm. Those are 
So it's it's Y D S and R O W S. Yeah, I like R O W S. That's yeah. really good. So this is hilarious and you guys should all read it. Um, I also like that in the stage description it says they're now inside the Starfleet Mall, prominently featuring Walmart and Target. <laughs> you know, I don't know why, maybe it was reading this, but it really got me thinking that the product placement stuff in the movie pissed me oh, off. Oh, me too. I remember I was sitting there and the first time that, that little bratty Kirk flips open his phone, I was like... Fucking Nokia, right in the middle of a uh -huh. movie. It was awful. And that he's, you know, driving what would be an ancient car. Yeah. It's like a, okay, it's like a kid today to be cool steals his dad's old ox cart. Yeah. You know, or something like that. Wow, clippity-clop, clippity-clop. And, you know, the music on the radio, and then the Budweiser. Oh, so bad. Star Trek does not need mm. that crap. No, it was so bad. So was, very, very, very bad. But um, on the subject of drunken Trekkies, who did a wonderful job... <laughs> I think we got a little note from them after we posted. Oh, we did. That's right. They commented. Yeah. yeah. And weren't they saying we should get together at a con? And, and, and have a drink. And have a drink. Absolutely. And then drink some game. So, I like um, that idea. Yeah. If they're going to be in San Francisco for uh, that con. Yeah. We will We will do it. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Over to you. Okay. What? What's... Uh, what, oh, this... Okay. This is going back pre-Star Trek. Oh. This was posted on uh, More Shat, Less Shame. Love that. Yes. Um... These are from, let's see, who, who posted this? V-V-A-T-I-M-A, v v v Vatima? Okay. Okay, va 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 boom um, These are stories about young Chatner from a book this person's reading about the early days of Canadian repertory company in Stratford. The book is called Life Before Stratford, The Memoirs of Amelia Hall. This is how Strat or Shatner initially joined Stratford in the first place. He started... Um, in time for the 1952-53 season. And Amelia writes how she selected him for the job. Eee. Okay, this is, I'm just going to read this as, it, as it's written because I think it's worth getting the details. While Dora and I had been going quietly mad in the office those first two weeks, we had had a visit from a Montreal actor. I had never worked with him, but I knew of his work in Montreal. After 20 minutes, I asked him if he would mind returning in an hour when I would be free to continue the interview. After he left, I looked at Dora. Well, she laughed. I continued, since your impression is the same as mine, I'll take him for a walk when he comes back and set him straight. <laughs> Sounds like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take him for a walk. Uh, Hit him with the newspaper. Heel. He came back and we walked along Sussex streets. I asked him, since you came to Ottawa for the purpose of asking me for a job, why did you behave in the office as if you had come to ask me for a date? <laughs> Bruce told me that was the way to get around you. Oh. Bruce must have been pulling your leg. It's not very flattering to me to suggest that I'm so desperate for male attention that I have to pay a man a salary to receive it. <laughs> he agreed. And furthermore, I don't care much what you and I feel about one another as a man and a woman, just so long as you do your work well. Now, I don't think you're a character actor, and since you'll probably play only young men, I won't be able to put you on stage every week. I can give you a job if you can do some work in the office when you aren't acting. Can you? He could. And that was how young William Shatner came to the CRT as actor and promotion <laughs> assistant. Now, here's the comment. I thought it was hilarious that for his first job interview for Stratford, Shatner thought it would be a good idea to hit on the interviewer. <laughs> it came naturally, right? Yeah, he had oh, no problem doing that. Two women. I think I'll hit on them. Mm-hmm. Now, here's another one. This is, this is um, shorter. 
This one is about Shatner's experience while playing Richard, the orphan servant in the play, The Lady's Not for Burning. Shatner and the author get a little drunk before one performance, and he has an interesting incident after another. I remember getting back to the theater from Government House just in time to get our slap on to do the Friday night performance, wondering if the liquor would damage our work, severely disapproving any contact with the bottle before a performance, and being so blissful I didn't give a hoot. Standing in the green room, Bill Shatner and I giggled as I had not giggled since I was eight. The performance went off beautifully, or so it seemed to us. We were all fire and air, our other elements we gave to baser life. Now, here's, this is very interesting. One night, Bill Shatner was in a plight after the performance. He had asked two girls out on the same night. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me in the least. No, but the outcome does, or at least surprises me. There were two exits from the green room, each leading into the auditorium, one at each side of the stage. At, both ex at each exit waited a girl. <laughs> Bill was a tiny bit plump then. But Lynn Wilson and others managed to push him to freedom out of the green room lavatory window. Now, I think just a few years later, Bill would have talked those girls into a threesome. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I definitely. Maybe he was self-conscious because he was a little plump. I don't think that's... Well, it sure doesn't stop him now. He'll still well, get Well, that's up. different, though. Yeah. But anyway, so oh, stories of Bill. young Bill, oh, randy Bill. young actor getting drunk and... Bill. Giggling. That's so Bill. <laughs> Isn't it? So Bill. Okay, speaking <clears throat> of women and hitting on them, let's move on to Florence Henderson. Oh. This came to me from my sister. Oh, wow. Under the heading Star Trek Trivia. <laughs> and I should give her a prize because I had never heard this story. That's great. Uh, during her first day acting as Mrs. Brady, Florence Henderson, the Brady... Uh, the Brady production staff were too busy to take care of her makeup, so she was sent over to the adjoining studio, where she found herself seated in a makeup chair between William Shatner and <gasps> Leonard Nimoy, being made up for their day's work on Star Trek. Henderson recalls neither actor spoke to her. Oh, oh interesting. Now, why would that be? Um, because it was 5 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> I don't think that stops Bill. Well, Bill might not have had his hair on. Mm -hmm. See, I'm thinking he had already lined up all his bangs for his break <laughs> and, and lunch. And oh, but that wouldn't have stopped him from talking to her. Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe, I mean, he could have been studying lines. He could, it could have been because of the hair. Leonard was probably just trying to get into character. I think because makeup took so long for Leonard, I think he probably slept through a lot yeah, of it. A lot true. of actors do that for those... Three-hour, yeah, two-hour, yeah. six-hour makeup sessions. I agree. Very unusual for Bill not to yeah. talk, especially Florence Henderson. She was so cute. She was. Yeah. And blonde. And blonde and perky. I don't know. And she was a hot mama. She was dating one of those Brady kids. Yeah. Not at that day, we assume. But well, that is very interesting. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. I wonder. I bet. I wonder what Bill would say now if you asked him about that. Not that he would actually remember that, but uh -huh. I would like to hear the story that he makes up in his mind about <laughs> why he didn't talk to her. Okay, speaking of stories Bill makes up in his mind. <laughs> his world. Yeah. Uh, Bill was on the Conan O'Brien show yes. just recently, and I, I watched it, and he was very entertaining, and he put on vampire teeth, but they were little tiny ones that looked really weird. But he, Conan says, how was your Thanksgiving? So Bill tells about frying a turkey. And I'm going, wait a minute. 
Elizabeth said she threw out the turkey fry. Yeah, after the giant conflagration last year. Okay, so I'm thinking we're just going to hear that same story. But Bill can't even tell the same mm-hmm. story twice. He tells the same story with a variation. Oh, yeah? Which is, remember the original one or the first time we heard it, he said, you have to thaw the bird? Yeah. And he didn't, yeah, and it, it sent rolling balls uh, of flame across his, his lawn. Um, this, it gets much better. <laughs> okay. Um and they should have done it on Circus of the Stars. But anyway, this time what he forgot is that you're always supposed to put the turkey in neck down. Because otherwise, the oil comes spurting up through the neck like a volcano. Oh, really? That's what he says. That's very interesting. Okay. So um, I can see you now reaching for Google to see if yeah. any of this is possible. <laughs> so, of course, he put it in and the oil came spurting up uh-huh. and set him on fire. <laughs> And his family had to throw water and things on him <laughs> to put him out. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. In his mind. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, what, what is this, what is going to do next year? I mean, an army of turkeys attacks to rescue this one, and, and they've got an atom bomb. Oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's just going to get bigger in the telling. Well, and the reason this one was so much better is, yeah, the rolling balls of flame. That was really funny. But in this one, Bill is actually on fire. fire. Oh, yeah, and people had to put him out. Yeah. 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 Can you imagine? I mean, if this... In the next one, he runs screaming through the streets and burns down the whole neighborhood. <laughs> like Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what would have been really good? And I'm surprised he didn't add this detail. He should have said that somebody had to grab a fire extinguisher and put him out with a fire extinguisher. Yes. <laughs> covered him with in foam. Big clouds of foam. Yeah. yeah. See, that would have been much more. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> so we will look forward to Bill's annual turkey story. <laughs> yes. I like that. I like that very much. I thought you would. Okay. Um, Something about Alexander the Great. Yes, um, this again was on IO9. Uh-huh. We come from the future. And they're, they're talking about the Alexander the Great. And the article is called Captain Kirk and Batman Team Up in mm-hmm. Ancient Greece, yes. which is pretty much what it is. And um, it's the pilot that brought William Shatner and Adam West together in the early 1960s for some manly Greek historical <laughs> action. And um, they're saying this is the show that could have destroyed Star Trek and Batman. And you can click through. There's links. You can watch oh, the whole thing. Wow. So, so that's nice. But um, the comments are what I, I really loved. <laughs> the first one is, West and Shatner together in the same series? My God. It's full of stars. <laughs> it's glorious. <laughs> and, um, Excuse me. <laughs> okay. They had pictures, right? The middle one with Shatner in the short tunic reminded me right away of Zap Brannigan. <laughs> it takes a real man to carry off something like this. Zap Brannigan. And then in all caps, I have dreamed of this day. And then it says, literally, dreamed of it. I had a dream. I was playing a West versus Shatner oh. video game once. Oh, my God. I cannot believe they oh collaborated. That's great. Um, <laughs> it was actually a 15-minute story, but Shatner's and West's pauses inflated <laughs> it to an hour. <laughs> Where's the one I really liked? 
it's too funny. I'm glad uh, more people are discovering this because it is uh -huh. something that needs to be seen. Here, and, and this really sums it up. Um, it, that looks a lot like those scenes could have been put in a Star Trek episode and nobody would have known they were two different Absolutely. shows. Absolutely, totally. Um, now, I didn't know this. There's an episode of Kung Fu with both Shatner and West. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. We're mm -hmm. going to have to find that. Because we saw that one Kung Fu episode, yeah. and Adam West wasn't in that. <laughs> it's like Christmas dinner for your brain. <laughs> wait, wait. Where's the one I really like? There are quite a few comments. Oh, there. here's the, the one. This is the, the last one I'm going to read because I love it so much. If only the Persian emperor was Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> Yes, yes, that's all uh, that needed. That would be the cherry on top of the Sunday. That is so funny. Isn't that great? So um, we're turning into fans of io9. I they like came I from the future to entertain us. Oh, that's too funny. Excuse me. I'm still having cold after effects. Oh, dear. Okay. Now, I have one more thing that I had totally forgotten about, but I want to close this segment up because we're still sort of talking about Christmassy stuff. Yeah, and then we're going to go, go all out Christmas in our last segment. Yeah. Um, um, I, on, on Twitter, so I'm on Twitter and I follow people, and one of the people that I follow on Twitter is, is Mike Sterling, who is on the right, show. Right, right. He posts very funny things. And um, he tweeted something, and his comment was, Welcome to hell. <laughs> so I had to click. Of course. To see what it was. And what did I ended up clicking through to was um, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, there is a theater where they are holding the 12 Nights of Klingon Christmas. Oh, my God. November 27th through December 13th. So there's still time to go if you live in Minneapolis and you want to go see it. Um, here's the description. Scrooge has no honor <laughs> nor any courage. Can three ghosts help him to become the true warrior he ought to be in time to save Tiny Tim from a horrible fate? Performed in the original Klingon <laughs> with English subtitles and narrative analysis from the Vulcan Institute of Cultural Anthropology. This Dickens classic tale of ghosts and redemption adapted to reflect the warrior code of honor and then translated into Klingon. Oh, my God. It's a co-production of the Comedia Beauregard and the IKV Rake Hell of the Klingon Assault Group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it says, um, 12 performances by popular demand. After hearing, we'd love to see it, but we can't make it that night from hundreds of people over the last two years. Comedia Beauregard has committed to making it easier to attend a performance. It's no longer only a one-night event. It's the full run of the show from November 27th through December 13th. So apparently they did it before and lots of people showed up, and now they have to do it more because there were so many people. Good for them! Is that not hilarious? I think that's a riot. So, yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's a Klingon Christmas. There you go. They should film it. I would watch that instead of these crap Christmas specials that are you on. You know, they should film it. I, I would definitely watch it. But the comment, Welcome to Hell, was extremely funny. <laughs> yeah. It, it is very, very unexpected. And, you know, if it was if it was done well with, with humor, which I'm thinking that they probably do, it's probably very good. But you could totally imagine some people doing this really dead seriously, in which um, case it would be hell. 
hasn't someone done a serious production of the the Klingon Hamlet? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I know it was produced as a book, but I think someone like did it as a serious interpretation of Hamlet. Yeah, I think you're right. So, oh. and you know, I find that comforting because sometimes I think, you know, I'm I'm whacked. <laughs> I mean, I'm just so track crazy, like. Loo, 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 Come and take me away. And then, you know, there's people doing this and, and people buying $6,000 gold belt buckles and, um, you there, know. There's way more crazy than us. Yeah. It's funny. Um, I was trying to find some pictures of the cast. I don't see any right here. Oh but they do have, I'll show you this, the cast listing. So it has all of the um, characters with their names translated into Klingon, <laughs> which is pretty funny. <laughs> I like Q-A-C-H, capital I-T. Gotcha. Gotcha. Bread. <laughs> oh, it's very funny. Really? <laughs> so imagine these people, though. I mean, to do a whole production of this, they had to learn all the freaking stuff in Klingon. I well, mean, Bill had to learn all the freaking Esperanto. It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, let's see. They got look at all the coverage that they've gotten. Sorry, I just clicked through to the press section, and. Um, mm. So it's covered in a lot of the um, local stuff, but IO9, mm -hmm. look at that, with cookies, it got covered by Current Geek, it got covered by um, the AV Club in The Onion, and Minnesota Public Radio. That's fantastic. That's oh, great that wow. they got covered. Oh, and there's some, here's a picture. Sad Santas. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> going on Christmas Carol. Oh, man, that's very Today funny. is a good day to die. <laughs> Oh boy. That's great. Oh boy. So just wanted to share that with everybody. Well, yeah, and thank you, Mike Sterling, for oh. making sure people know about this. Because you gotta know about these. You gotta things. know these things. All right, let's take another break. Okay. We're gonna do some more stuff and then we'll come back to 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 spread more joy. Yeah. Christmas type joy to everybody. Tricky Christmas type yeah. joy. Okay. Cue the music. So, we've got two things to talk about. A good thing and a bad thing. Which do you want to do first? The good thing or the bad thing? I want to do the bad thing. Okay. I, I want to do a two-word movie review. <laughs> yes. Okay. We just watched part of <laughs> made-for-TV movie from 2003 called A Carol Christmas. Yeah. Isn't that clever? Isn't that? And uh, it's a, a, a takeoff or whatever you want to call it, an updating <laughs> of Dickens' A Christmas Carol mm -hmm. starring Tori Spelling. Oh. And you're them. going, have they lost their minds? They've really, you know, gone off the edge. No, because Bill played the ghost of Christmas present. And despite the presence of Bill <laughs> being absolutely, totally believable and committed to his role and everybody else being so horrendous, I wanted to, to slap the TV. It's really bad. Mm -hmm. And so my two-word review is, bah humbug. <laughs> I like that. That's I give, a very, I, very good. I give it review. one peppermint stick up its ass. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, 
I have to agree with that. Um, I, I think that's that's a very, very good review. Um, you know, it's it's starring Tori Spelling, which I think tells you pretty much all you need to know about this. Well, and the thing is, what, what's amazing about it is everybody, Tori Spelling, uh, the person playing her assistant, the assistant's husband, the, the brother, the little kids, they all are at Tori Spelling's level of acting ability or lower. Yeah. And then here's Bill, who could just go, oh, man, they are so fucked. I'm phoning this in. And he's just there, there. inhabiting the part, making yes. it completely spontaneous and in the moment. Mm -hmm. And plus, he was cute. He was I thought cute. he was really cute. He was very, very cute. And he was funny. And he was he was good. He's yes. a good actor. Uh-huh. <sighs> so we don't have to do that again. But now we don't have to watch any other Christmas specials. That's true. Which is really nice. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, as we're chatting about this, I'm looking at the um, comments on IMDb because we had to look it up on IMDb. Mm -hmm. And um, this was great. This was the most recent comment posted November 19th of this year. Um, the comment is, I just saw this movie for the first time and I'm shocked over how terrible it was. <laughs> I haven't seen any Tori Spelling movies before and I don't care to again. Yep. <laughs> so there, that's good. I, yep. That's very succinct. Kind of said it all mm -hmm. right there. But Bill was good. Yes. Now, I have to say, while we're on the subject of Christmas Carol, is they have butchered that year after year with mm. these strange little updates. Yeah. And really, my favorite versions of that that aren't necessarily true to Dickens mm -hmm. is Scrooged, mm -hmm. the Bill Murray movie, mm -hmm. which is a riot, and Mr. Magoo. <laughs> and a couple of weeks ago... The Chronicle had like a reader poll mm -hmm. of which was your favorite Christmas Carol movie. And they had chosen like six. And so they said, oh, 20% of mm -hmm. the viewers like this. Blah, blah, blah. Mr. Magoo was not even a choice. Oh. And I was so That's a crime. pissed. Oh. Didn't they also do it on The Odd Couple once? I think they did. They did. And it was good. Yeah. You know, almost everything they did on The Odd yes. Couple was really good. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. I'm just remembering that Yeah, right But funny. you know... All the all the TV shows that did that, it's it's just it's just crap, you know. There's monkeys, Christmas Carol, and I don't mean Davy, Mike, Mickey. I mean chimpanzees, Christmas Carol, and I'm sure they did it on Frasier. I mean, it just seems like a perfect fit. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, so, so we watched it. Now you don't have to, right? And we're never watching it again. And we didn't even watch the whole thing. No, we, we watched. We watched Bill's part, the Bill segment, and that was it. That was totally it. Yeah. And, and Tori Spelling in this movie, anyway, um, her face doesn't move. Nope. She's had so much Botox, I guess, that she mm -hmm. can't actually make expressions. Or maybe she never could. Or maybe she never. could. I don't, I don't know. know. I never watched Nine Hundred Two One Zero, which know. was her, her, her big thing. thing. Yeah, but um, anyway. Um, it has been said of Tori Spelling, and I don't know this for a fact, but someone that I am good friends with says it's true, that he's seen her in some movie where she was um, doing some physical comedy and said she was actually pretty good at that. Really? Um, at, at sort of Lucille Ball type uh -huh. slapstick and said she was pretty good. So maybe if she would stick to doing that, it would Might be all be okay. right. She could find her niche as, you know, yeah. kind of a kooky. Um, 
thing. And that could work. That could work because she sure doesn't have the leading lady no, look, style, glamour, um, inner star quality. Any any of those no, things. No, she doesn't have any kind of emotional connection whatsoever. No, it's very no, bad. No. Very bad. All right. Well, let's stop talking about that. Okay. Yeah, because that that's bad. really really getting me out of the Christmas mood. So let's go on to the good the thing. The good thing is this incredible thing that we didn't know about. I can't believe we never heard about this. Um, it was a tiny little interview done with Bill in 19, uh, sorry, 2004, um, right around Christmas time, 2004, for something called the Blender.com. And I am not quite sure why it's here. Mm -hmm. um, it's part of Maxim, which is not something I would ever look at voluntarily, yeah. so it's kind of weird. But um, the reason that they have this little interview was that apparently Bill had had to draw a picture of himself. I think it was for charity. Yeah, probably one of those auction Yeah, auctions. and it looked um, really bad. And it was a terrible, terrible picture. There's only a very small capture of it. Mm -hmm. So you can't quite tell what it looks like. Um, but they asked him some interesting questions. Yes, so, and got some very interesting so answers. So I'm just going to get to the good stuff. Okay. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll give you a few of the, the less interesting ones and then we'll get to the really, really good stuff. So, okay. Um, question. What did your third grade report card say about you? Answer. My behavior in the classroom was unacceptable. <laughs> I was a clown, a jokester, and an athlete. Uh, question. What was your nickname? Tuffy, he says, which mm -hmm. is absolutely true. In those days, we didn't know how to spell, so it was probably T-U-F-Y. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the question comes out of nowhere. How would you characterize your taste in sex? The answer is... Yes. <laughs> the answer is florid. Your readers can interpret that any way they wish. <laughs> okay. Now, you see, I'm thinking exotic, uh -huh. earthy. Uh-huh. Um, um, expansive. Abundant. Abundant. Perhaps... Um, um, Overindulgent in some ways. <laughs> over the top. Over the top. That's it. That's what I was getting at. Over the top. I think that's great. That's an amazing answer. What a great word. And the fact that I don't think he was expecting these people to ask that question. This wasn't an interview situation where he was sitting down. Uh huh. I think it was just this reporter was hanging around when they were doing this charity mm. auction and came up to him with a microphone and said, Bill, can I ask you a few questions? And that he was able to pick that word. Exactly. <laughs> that, the, 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 nobody uses that word. I know. That's a $25 word, and he just had it right there. <laughs> $25 word. That was his on his word of the day calendar, and he had to use it three times. That's what he ordered for lunch, too, was florid. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, but doesn't he have a little more to say there? He does have a little more to say. Okay. Um, the next question. Have you ever had a bob? Wait, wait. Right oh. after the florid. Oh, your readers can interpret that in any way they wish. Yes. Which we just did. Oh, okay, I but I, I thought it was great that Bill said that. All right, all right. Have you ever had a Bob Crane home video moment? <laughs> Bill says, well, I've gotten tangled up in electrical wires, but only around my feet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, I love this one. If you could change one thing about your body, what would it be? <laughs> and Bill says, love Bill. <laughs> hardly read this. I know. I don't like the six-pack abs I have. It's so in your face, especially if you're kneeling. <laughs> See, this is the thing. 
Here's the thing. <laughs> I think a lot of people would like to make a joke like that. Uh-huh. But they they would they would make a mess up because they'd say, especially if you're giving me a blowjob. Right. They would have no no class about it. There'd be no, nothing implied. It, it would be in your, your face. face. And Bill just, you know, puts it out there. Like he says, florid. Uh-huh. Just, just take it, you know. Especially if you're kneeling. Bill. <laughs> oh, man. I love that answer. It's an amazing answer. It is really good. And then the last question. So, William Shatner, who do you think you are? And he gives a great answer. I think I'm a man trying to keep my head above water. I'm treading as hard as I can. <laughs> yep. And that's Bill. Uh, yeah. And that, uh, again, that answer could be interpreted many ways. Mm-hmm. But one of them is that whole fear of death thing. Exactly. Totally. Yep. He just, if he keeps working, he won't die. Exactly. I love it. So this was fantastic. What yes. a great interview. And, and I'm just like, this was four years, five years ago. And I just, oh, I can't believe we didn't know about it. I know, that. I know. That could have been on our opening <laughs> show. It could have been. Well, we, <sighs> I think florid is going to be like our new oh, man. keyword or yeah. part of our secret handshake <laughs> and, and everything. <laughs> we do need a secret handshake. It's true. I don't quite know it. Maybe it's that thing. But I, I can't know. do that. I know. That's true. The, the Vulcan. The Vulcan thing. I can do the one-fingered one. <laughs> now, you had told me one more thing before we started the show, and I don't know if it's easy for you to pull up, but you said tracking down Bill's lovers. Oh, okay, yeah. Is I, that good? Can we talk about that? Yes, I just have to... Um, okay. Because uh, anything that's about tracking down Bill's lovers sounds good. It, it sounds like the kind of thing that you might put on Craigslist. <laughs> Attention. Attention. Looking for... All Bill Shatner's former lovers. Okay, let me let me find this. Sixty thousand of them <laughs> needed immediately for a poll or okay, something like okay, that. Okay, 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 okay. I got to go back to the other thing. So just it's sort of talk for a minute about oh. Florida. Okay, um, I will remind people that they could they should still keep checking on the um, more Shat less shame site, which is wonderful at Live Journal. I was looking at um, some really funny little photo manips that they did. And um, people have taken pictures of William Shatner in a car and put photo manips into... Oh, I saw those. There's an animated one uh-huh. like on a billboard in the background. <laughs> and then there's another one that looks like it's from a, um, a racing uh, video game. And, and there he is. And then there's one. This one I thought was particularly good. Um, it's a, a picture, a street scene of people doing chalk art on a big mm-hmm. sidewalk. And someone has um, put in... A picture of Bill as Kirk in um, What Are Little Girls Made Of? And mm-hmm. there's a woman who's um, sort of supposed to be drawing it, and she's actually staring at his lips, which yes. I thought was really good, yes. and I thought that was neat. So yep. they, anyway, do, they do great things. They do great things, and there's a lot of stuff posted there. Um, people put up downloads of episodes, um, some things that we had seen and talked about a long time ago, like those half-hour Alfred Hitchcock things mm-hmm. that he was in. Some people have ripped them and put them on Mega Upload and stuff oh, like that. Cool. So you can actually download them and see them and done screen caps and things. So you should go there for all your Shatner needs. <laughs> when you're not when going you're to not us. When you're not here, of course. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, about tracking down Bill's lovers. This was conversation between myself and our good friend Baha Beachy. Mm-hmm. And she writes... Um, just a note, have you guys thought of interviewing Vera Montez, the ex-girlfriend mm. who sued Shatner for palimony, or Eva Frederick, the former assistant? And so I wrote back, do you have their contact info? 
just get right to the point. And um, this this is actually what, what I think is kind of funny. Um, she says, no, I was just reading about the palimony suit somewhere. If you have any contacts in Los Angeles, this is an idea for you. So perhaps you could get interesting info from the court documents. Oh. Now listen to this. The L.A. County Court keeps the records, or at least used to keep them, in their archives downtown. They can be searched typically by name or case number, and the file can be pulled for reviewing and or photocopying. All you need is your driver's license. I got one of those. <laughs> The records are public unless the judge ordered them sealed. If you Google Eva's name, you can find her and perhaps an agent's phone or address. If I were in L.A. and curious, I would go the route of the court documents. You can look up all the filings for Shatner, including the divorce from, from uh, Ooh, Marcy. Marcy. And then she says, putting my former life as a paralegal to good use. And so I said, wow, an evil ex-paralegal. <laughs> And uh, so then I have to get back to the next to the next message. That's an idea. I never thought of that. That'd okay. Be pretty good. Wait, there's more. There's more. There's more. Okay, she gives us a link. Um, it, it, the message says, "Check out Los Angeles Superior Court civil case summary." She says, um, "Other counties like San Bernardino, San Diego have their dockets online, and the search is free. Los Angeles docket is online, but there is a charge per lookup. Oh. I think it said four ninety five. That's four dollars and ninety five cents." Her name, and and she gives us the link to oh. Superior Court civil civil case. So. Wow, mm. we could do some research on that. Mm -hmm. See, it's too bad I don't. Well, I don't know anybody. Um, I don't know if you know anybody who has access to the LexisNexis database, because then we could get people oh, yeah. to look stuff up for us. It's expensive. Yeah, it's, it's I know. It's only usually attorneys who have it. Right. But who knows? Maybe somebody who's listening to this podcast right now is an attorney mm -hmm. or is married to an attorney or knows an attorney or is a, an evil paralegal or is an evil paralegal who might have access to LexisNexis where yes. we could look stuff up yes. and you see I think from the little bit I know Vera I believe would really willing be willing to talk dirt just based on the things she said to the press because mm -hmm. she's the one who said it's so easy yeah. to get into a man-woman thing with Bill because <laughs> He just loves women, and, and she's the one who said, no one has ever done me like he did. So I think between her and the belly dancer, oh my we could get details. That's true. We the type that could. would have the FCC come down on podcasting. That's true. <laughs> well, then we'll have to be out at sea as pirate that's podcasters. That's true, pirate podcasters. <laughs> um, I would guess... If I had to guess, I would say she's probably still living in L.A. Mm -hmm. So who knows? Maybe this will have to be a project for 2010 that we make a trip down to L.A. to interview her in person because I'd want to do this in person. I'd, yeah, and I'd want to know if she's got pictures. And got pictures home of video. him. Home video. And then we could also go. And love letters. We could go to the courthouse and also do some snooping there. Yeah. So, you know. Good thinking, Nancy Drew. <laughs> We could just combine a lot of stuff. Yeah. And we could go to Bill's house and say hi. And, and, and I've never seen the inside of a Los Angeles jail. Yeah. <laughs> Set him on fire or something like that. I don't know. Take a little side trip to Vasquez Rocks. <laughs> you know, we should go down there next Thanksgiving <clears throat> and just hang outside Bill's house and, and wait for the flames and the screams. That's true. Well, um, you know, I wonder, just thinking... 
Do you think he lives in like a gated community or do you think he just has a nice house somewhere? I'm sorry, when you said gated community, I was thinking of retirement <laughs> village. <laughs> no, no, I no, think no. he's, he's, well, if he's, I believe he is still living at least some of the time in the house with the swimming pool where um, Noreen, died. Noreen died. And I remember seeing the, the film footage when he came down the driveway uh-huh. to talk to the press. And, you know, there was a, a gate in the background, but I think it's a private home. It's just a home. Okay. Yeah. Because um, we could probably find out where he lives and at least drive by his house. Yeah. I mean, that would be kind of fun. I've done that before. Uh-huh. I, when I, the last time I went to L.A. when I was sightseeing, I actually bought one of those maps of the stars. I've home. done I that, too. That. Yeah. So, yes, we could find out where his house is and we could drive mm-hmm. by his house and take a couple pictures. I think that would be mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. That would be pretty funny. The last time I did, you know, drive around looking for the stars yeah. and go go to their home, uh, this star was not on the map, but my friend and I happened to be there to watch Ned Beatty cleaning out his garage. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like us. They clean out their garage. Pretty funny. Well, I, I'd be up for that kind of trip. That would be pretty fun. Yeah. Well, well we, we gotta do it. We gotta put some thought into that. Yeah. See, that'd be a lot more fun than Shatner Weekend, honestly. Yeah. Having our own Shatner Weekend. See, <laughs> this is it. I would love to to go down there and do all of our silly stuff, and then go meet Bill. Yeah. Get his autograph, talk to him, but pet his horse. Other crap. But I don't want to do the rest of it. Yeah. I think I agree with you. Yeah. Well, we'll have to we'll keep that on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Now, um, before we sign off, because we are coming sort of to the end of, of things. <laughs> okay. Um, we are going to the Star Trek colon the tour thing yes. down in San Jose, and we're going to do that soon. So we are going to have a special report. I think it will just be one episode okay. where we do it. And we'll see if we can take our little recording gear in with us, and maybe we can sort of talk to each other as we're walking around the exhibit. And I got a little mini recorder now. Okay. So, you know, that's, it's, it's like smaller than a phone. Great. And it's used for, uh, students use it to, to record professors' lectures. Uh-huh. So you don't even have to be talking right oh, into it to, for it to pick up. Is that what you used when you were talking to Mr. Takei? Um, I, that was something similar. It belonged to Mike, Mike. Mm-hmm. but um, yeah. So okay. so then I went and got one. So okay, cool. Yeah. Well, we're gonna do that. Um, interesting thing about the tour, yes, is uh, the, 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 uh, a, a woman I know took three small children to it. They were like uh, five, six, and seven, mm-hmm. and <laughs> she said. Um, they were actually kind of bored because <laughs> none of the the things like do anything like move right you know so i thought that's a perspective yeah yeah i i can believe that i mean you know for kids what is there to to understand unless they're fans of the show and there are some kids who are fans of the show but the whole thing is um tos and next gen and if you're a little kid if you're nine years old you know that's like history that's like going to the pilgrim village or something you know or you know yeah dickens christmas i mean what the hell is that i mean for us it's a nostalgia trip yeah it's funny i'm trying to think you know when i was when i was nine years old how into trek was i would, I, would this have been interesting to me? Okay, put it another way. When you were nine years old, uh-huh. if your parents had said, Hey, we're going to an Andrews Sister <laughs> Museum. <laughs> would you be like, oh boy. No, I probably wouldn't have been too into that. Yeah. No, no. I don't think I would have been too into that. <laughs> 
But yeah, we do have to go to that. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and it looks like um, it's there through January. Let me see if I can find out a little bit more. It's like January 6th or something, and then possible extensions, something like that. Well, they've got tickets on sale right through January right oh, now. Oh, the whole month? Um, I think so. Ooh. Let me try clicking on that. Hello? Hello? I'm clicking. Nothing's happening. Ugh, it's because I'm doing it on a Mac, isn't it? How dare they discriminate like that? Oh, it's ridiculous. We should get the um, American Civil Liberties <laughs> Union. Is that what it stands for? A-C-L-U? Is oh, it union? Um, Whatever. Oh. We should get them on this. Okay. Well, it looks like you can buy tickets right through the end. Oh, it looks like you can buy a lot of tickets. Okay. So I don't think we have to worry about that. <laughs> I think we only need one apiece. Yeah. Um, so through December, it looks like it's there pretty much through January. So we will go and mm -hmm. we will do a report and then, you know, you guys will get to hear all about it. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. Okay. So that's something that we'll have we'll have reported on twice. Yeah, exactly. But that was before three months later. <laughs> uh, so I think that's it for now. I think that's it. I think you know it's it's um, time to say Merry Christmas mm -hmm. and um, you know I hope you're going to do your homework so Trekkie Claus can mm -hmm. bring you some of those wonderful wonderful craptastic Trek gifts. Yes, and and um, if you find more Trek. Craptastic gifts. Let us know about them oh, and yeah. we'll put them up on the blog because we want to help people with their shopping. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So on, until next time, you know, do your homework and and send us the cookies. So send us the cookies so you don't get that poop in your stocking. Charred <laughs> poop was that what it was? That was lamacha poop. Lamacha poop. Is even worse. Okay. Nobody wants that. Okay. Well, I'm sure. Mm -hmm.